Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, finding fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility, but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am super grateful that you are spending time here with me on your journey to becoming the conscious mama you were born to be. Today, we have another amazing podcast discovery call. I'm super excited for this one once again. And remember, if you would like your own personal podcast discovery call, if I can spit it out, uh, the link is in the bio to book whenever you want or make sure you're on the email list um, when the email comes time to call out for free ones, the podcast ones, like the ones you're hearing right now. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. But yeah, I think your story is going to help a lot of people. So let's just start with your fertility journey. Let's start there. Um. It feels so broad, but I will, uh, so feel free to ask me if I need to like elaborate on anything that you're curious about, but um, at 22, 21, um, feels so long ago, I pretty much was told um, that I had PCOS, and at that time, I had no idea what that was. I just always knew that I had a very absent to irregular menstrual cycle, and I was an athlete, I was a gymnast all the things that everyone just told me, oh, don't worry about it. You're not being sexual. You don't have anything to worry about. Um, so then at 22, in my early twenties, I was told I had PCOS explained what it was. And then just told if I want to have children and I want that to be in my life, I need to start, um, interventions now versus waiting till I'm later. And at 22, I didn't even have motherhood or anything on my radar. Um, so I was going for my bachelor's, pursuing my master's and, um, the relationship I was in at the time, I was not in a place to even think about kids. Um, so, um, when I met my now husband, it changed dramatically that the idea of kids, um, what came on the table and things of that sort. So when we started to date, I shared with him that I had PCOS and that the journey to having children may be more difficult than um, you might imagine. And so, and I already knew that. So I wanted to kind of prep him because he always wanted to have four kids and he came from a very large family. So um, in us, after we got married is when we started to proactively try and we kind of skipped kind of waiting to find out if we would have fertility issues. We just went straight to it where I was seeing an acupuncturist and an herbalist um, to naturally try to regulate 
since we didn't want to like jump right into the science or um, Western side of medicine, I just figured I was like, okay, if I see an herbalist, if we regulate my hormones, maybe since I feel rel relatively healthy, I can get everything to kind of work the way it should. And so we tried that route for a while. We moved um, from where we lived to this location. And then I started seeing um, a new OB who then prescribed, um, I'm going to butcher the names, um, Clomid, um, I believe that that's medicine. So she prescribed that again, reassured me I'm young, I'm healthy. We have plenty of time and that they just need me to ovulate or release the eggs. And then I should be good. So then we did two rounds of that enjoyed life in between then started seeing a specialist. Um, and then the specialist did a whole slew of testing and amongst the testing, he just pretty much told us I'm really healthy in a loving way compared me to a horse mm -hmm. um, that my genes were that good. And my husband did so well. That's another story for another day, but um, he pretty much just really gave us a lot of confidence that it would be easy. And this was now going, this is now three to four years ago. And so with that in mind, we had a very false sense of confidence going into this, that the journey would be so long and we still aren't where we want to be by any means. And so fast forward, we did time relations with medication, time relations. 2020 was a complete pause of just surviving. And um, so we resumed in 2021. And again, with the time relations, because our doctor reassured us that everything looked well, that we should be able to get pregnant very easily. And so then fast forwarding into this year, I then approached my, my physician and asked him like, I know you keep saying it should be easy and we should be fine, but I, I feel like some, we're missing something. And in between there, I've went gluten-free. I tried, you know, exercising, taking all the other things to supplement um, the medication they're prescribing me. But um, in talking, having that conversation with my doctors when we implemented the trigger shot, and then finally did IUI this past March and it was successful, um, which was exciting that we finally reached to the point that we wanted, but it was short-lived. And so I learned what um, is a medical, like a chemical pregnancy. That's the term that they okay. use. Um, and I had no idea what that was because <laughs> all you know is like a miscarriage and you know that there's a high rate of it and things of that sort. So um, I was educated on that process and I've recently been focusing on healing right now that I'm looking forward to literally getting back on the bandwagon and with high hopes of what's yeah. next. So. Um, yeah. I don't want to say it's false hope. I'm glad that mm -hmm. someone said that to you to, um, you know, because being told at 21, like have kids now or it's never going to happen. That's like mm -hmm. a pretty shit way to like go into, even when you're ready to have kids, like, well, I've been told this. Mm -hmm. And if you follow me on a regular, you know, it's all about your subconscious beliefs. So if, if you're subconsciously believing that you can't get pregnant because that's what a doctor told you, then it's 
harder to make that actually happen in the physical realm because your subconscious mind is always going to prove you right. So I think it's kind of good that he did that to kind of balance out that crap information. Um, so that just to put a positive spin on that, but it is frustrating for someone to say either way, because it's their opinion, right? Like I'm trying to get this across to everyone, even me, like everyone out there, you take all the information you've learned, all your experiences you learn and you form an opinion. And if you're not aware of that and using that in your practice of like, okay, don't give them your opinion. Let's like in my coaching, I try to lead people to their decisions. Like I'm only the facilitator. I'm not going to, I'm going to give you my like expert advice, but at the same time, you know, like these are your decisions, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, your body best. Um. Okay. So let's tap into being an athlete. What was that like for you growing up as a kid? Um, I mean, I was, I, I had such an active <laughs> metabolism, energy, um, and I was a competitive gymnast from, it, it wasn't very long, but from like fifth grade to about ninth grade, um, but I moved very quickly from being, you know, most gymnasts start very young and the same with dancing, and I moved up very quickly to being an elite competitive gymnast. And, um, even though then I didn't feel the strain, like my body felt it in regards to the demand that was being asked of me, I pretty much lived and breathed in the gym. And that was my life for all of like middle school. And then, um, I suffered an injury and that's when, um, my mom made the, the decision to take me out because she didn't want me to be in my twenties, thirties, fifties and be still suffering because of the decisions I made in my teens. So she made the hard decision to take me out um, of being a gymnast. And then I danced, I did track, um, I joined the, the break dance team. Like I just got to explore life and what else was out there besides gymnastics, which was a great gift. Um, but I always had a lot of energy Um, and I feel like I've just only recently slowed down (laughs) and, um, but I've always just been very energetic and could go, 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 go. Um, so if I had some type of sport in front of me, that was like the best outlet. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have a sport, then I'm like deep diving into books and studying and expanding my mind. So, yeah. Do you think this is like a genetic thing or do you think it's like a, I need to be doing all the time because that's what I was taught like from society and my family thing. Um, I think it's a mix of both for me. Um, Both of my parents were um, fairly athletic themselves. Um, And so I think that's part of my, like just my genetics, like I'm for not working out at my, at 35 years old. um, I still have a strong frame. Um, and but being busy became an escape for me um so I think that's where that conditioning came from it was definitely an outlet for me yeah and you don't have to answer this um but Mm -hmm. in my the private coaching sessions I tried to get out like why 
Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, your why it sounds like, you know, your why mm -hmm. have you explored your why? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's great. I just got the chills. Mm -hmm. Um, that's great that you know that because that right there is a huge piece of the puzzle of why you could be manifesting physical issues, including fertility. Yeah. Right. So it's a really big piece of the puzzle. Do you feel like you have the right support to move through these things to help reprogram the subconscious mind and these beliefs? Do you feel like you're on the right path? Or are you looking for more, more things? Um, I would say, like, if you would ask me before um, I miscarried, I thought I was strong and I was prepared for it. And whoo, that was like a heavy smack of like grief teaching me some strong lessons and forcing me to kind of put in the right support systems and um, also my husband being very transparent on that there was only so much he could understand as well as support. Um, and so that encouraged me to reach out and find additional support systems, listen, listen to podcasts, because um, even with your medical provider, like, unless I'm calling to schedule an appointment, you feel like you're just another number. Oh, so yeah. I'm, you know, you like I, I've, I've learned that I had to get additional support. So I feel like I'm definitely heading in a much healthier direction than I've been in a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably the biggest difference between health coaching yes. and medical support, right? And some people need both. Mm -hmm. Some people maybe only need one and maybe only need the other, but that's the gap that we're, we're filling is that we provide that space for all the things that they're not asking. Like, I highly doubt that any medical profession has asked you about your gymnastics and your type A and your worthiness and your love, right? Mm -hmm. Where we know that that, not only because we lived it and like we had to go through that steps, but obviously we're studying and seeing the research and seeing the connections and getting great results. Um, it's just so important. I'm super happy that you're on that path. Like you're, you're there because- Sometimes the hardest part is like admitting it, right? Because we're these strong women. We don't need help. We can do it on our own. Like I'm fit, healthy. And it's really hard to like surrender, receive, like tear down those walls and be vulnerable. Um, and yeah, like you said, there's nothing like grief, especially in miscarriage during a trying to conceive journey um that will literally punch you in the stomach and go wake up <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh. um okay do you know what type of pcos you have um no no okay so that's going to be like a really big step for you is to discover what type and we won't go like super deep into it i'll put the in i always do on my discovery call um notes and I'll give you some good links and, and show you like resources of like where to go. And all this information is in the formula as well. So for anyone listening, like, oh, I want that, like join the formula. It's all there. Like you will never have to Google anything ever in your life again. <laughs> um, but that's really important to know your type because there's different types of PCOS and knowing that information will give you um, 
the insights of what you personally need to do to manage the PCOS symptoms, right? So I think for a lot of women with PCOS, doctors have like, doctors know it, it, it exists, right? I would say for most people, if you go to a doctor and say, what types of PCOS do you deal with? They'll be like, what? No, it's all the same. It's like, no, it's not. So um, you can really hone in on the specific things that you need to do. Um, and they're not dramatically different, but I, I do think they, they, um, it's important to know that stuff, but, um, for baseline for everyone, like no matter what type of issue you're dealing with, other than obviously structural, um, it's really dramatically, dramatically lowering that inflammation. Oh, I cannot speak (laughs) inflammation and oxidative stress. Right. So instead of focusing on your lady bits and your your doctor going, well, you're, you know, they say the same thing to me. You're fit and healthy. It should be easy. IVF will work for you, but they can't look inside you and they're not even looking in the right places. Mm. They're heavily focusing on your your ovaries. And the fact of the matter is everything upstream, your gut, your adrenals, your liver, your pituitary hypothalamus all those things actually control your fertility. So it's really focusing on those areas of like, where do I need to improve that? So it can trickle down to my, my fertility. So, um, you know, many people with PCOS, you know, that's great that we have those medications to to help us ovulate. There's some people that they need that no matter how many holistic stuff they're doing. Um, But what, I, one of my main messages to get across to people is it's not just about ovulating and it's not just about getting and staying pregnant. That egg quality is essential for pregnancy to continue um, and good hormone balance. And the good thing is, is that you can tackle those two things at once with the right steps of lowering the inflammation and oxidative stress. Um, so it's just really targeting like what you need to do. Um, so you said that you've been gluten-free, like, how do you feel about your diet? What's your relationship and where you, where are you at right now? Um, so I was for several years and like, I love that you're emphasizing the, the oxidization of stress. Yeah. (laughs) Oxidative stress. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, because that is really big that I've been educating myself to kind of reduce and be more aware of, um, and lost my train of thought. So diet. So where are you at yes. with the diet? Um, so thank you. Um, so a couple of years ago, um, I was extremely stressed with our wedding and that manifested with like a PCOS or not PCOS, um, psoriasis, eczema, like skin disorder, autoimmune and um, I had high RA factors. And so my body was just freaking out because of the stress that I was taking on. And so in trying to better manage, regulate that, I went gluten-free for several years um, and noticed a dramatic change. Um, only within the past couple years, I um, minimized the amount of gluten I tried to digest but I'm not completely gluten-free. Um, I don't notice the adverse reaction like I used to. Um, 
but certain things that I might eat, um, definitely, I, I like, I notice it, like I try to say away from fast food. And when I'm being super lazy and I'm just like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. We can go have like X, Y, Z or blah, blah, blah. And my body's like, oh, you're going to regret this and I do <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of good awareness in that end. And then otherwise I try to eat a lot of green, like implementing a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit into my diet. I try to cook at home or if we do go out to eat, just make sure it's good quality food. Um, but I used to like, in trying to control that process, I would stress about it. And so I've tried to like, just loosen the reins on it. But if I better understood either my type of PCOS or a diet that would complement me, yeah. um, then I think I'd be more inclined to follow it. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm just being told you eliminate this. So don't eat that, do this, do that. And I'm like, well, okay. Like after a while, you just get so tired. Yeah. Uh, so, um, in that case, then if you want that solid proof, mm-hmm. I would do the MRT food sensitivity test for sure. Um, it's an investment. It's around $300, but it tells you your food sensitivities mm-hmm. and there'll be no guessing. Yeah. Right. So for a lot of people who have maybe played around or tried elimination or just like don't see results or can't really wrap their head around it or struggle just to keep it up because there's no proof, um, get the testing, like just do it, relieve yourself from the stress. And then you can just move confidently, um, you know, through your diet. Um, obviously, um, with that autoimmune flare from stress, I would question your gut health as well and your gut lining. Um, I'm sure you probably have a few issues that just seem like normal or aren't that big of a deal and you just kind of get on with it. But those are the things that we're really watching um, because those are the things that add up to the big issues, right? Infertility just doesn't happen, right? PCOS symptoms just don't happen. Getting psoriasis and eczema just doesn't happen, right? Like, and when you have that big stressful moment, what happened was you've had a lifetime of it building up, right? And not maybe seeing anything because your body's been able to detox on a certain level. Maybe you have like little niggly signs and then that big event, boom, cascade. Like it's the straw that breaks the camel's back, right? That's why a lot of people are having issues with COVID because they don't realize how sick they actually are and COVID's no joke, right? You don't want to mess around with it. And even the vaccine, like you don't, your body has to be a certain level to handle what's coming in. And if it's not at that certain level, it's just going to go worse because you're, you're, your body's like, I'm maxed. <laughs> like, I'm trying to keep you alive for like 30 years. You do this to me. Like, this is what you get, the mm-hmm. symptom, you know? So um, I would definitely dive into gut health. And obviously you want to reduce the inflammatory foods. That's one of the easiest and quickest ways to start improving your gut health. And then it would just be a targeted um, supplementation regime. And then a month or two after that, if you're like, nah, things just still aren't right. That's when you would want to test. 
That's when you would want to invest and see what's really going on because we can't guess at these things. You know, you might have a parasite, you might have H. pylori, you, your gut microbiome might just still not be, you know, to where we need it. There might be functions in the guts that need supplementation, but we can't, we don't know that. And we're not going to just take a hundred supplements, right? We, but we can target that. Um, so that's, that's really important for your hormone health as well, when it relates to PCOS, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel this? Uh, oh yeah. Cause <laughs> since I didn't have a regular menstrual cycle, like I, in my early teens and twenties, I would get a cycle maybe three to four times a year. And I was very unaware of the influx of emotions, like just even the, the regular maintenance of a menstrual cycle and everything of that sort. So now being 35 on this journey and getting, you know, taking medication to get a regular menstrual cycle, it's been a learning curve of like, oh, that's, that, that's hormones. Oh, this is acne and all the things that kind of come with it. And I have now being able to attribute when I'm, my body's feeling healthy and having good response, like a normal natural response versus, you know, the symptoms of something that's kind of going on those early symptoms. So, yeah. And, um, our periods are our fifth vital sign, yeah. right? It's it's when you don't have a regular cycle for you, we're all different. There's no, there is no perfect 28 days out there. But when you're not having that regularly, your body is literally telling you like something else is going on because now we can't do that for you anymore, yeah. right? We're just trying probably for you, it was most likely your adrenals your adrenals with the heavy exercise, um, the heavy study, living life, go, go, go. Your adrenals were probably just absolutely whacked. Um, and that just cascades into other things. And I think for most of us, our gut health as well. Like, mm. I'm sorry, there's probably not, unless you're living on a farm, <laughs> like <laughs> through the, the 90s, the 2000s, like all of us were just like destroyed because this information wasn't, uh, like available right and mm -hmm. it, and you know what even if you came across it like back then you would have been like hippie mm -hmm. like that's crazy because <laughs> I'm I know people were talking about it but it's a lot more mainstream and I think people are just sick of being sick and um I know in my case and maybe you feel this and maybe a lot of people feel this we go to that medical treatment thinking that it is going to work that that's the that's all we need and when it doesn't it's just left us with a lot of questions like, well, what else isn't working? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you said, this was going to work. Um, and it leads us down the rabbit hole <laughs> of finding fertility and taking holistic and functional approaches. Um, so, yeah, so definitely um, another um, note on your diet is I talk about not being perfect because the stress can negate the all the good you're doing but it's about being consistent so when you have a day that you didn't feel like you were perfect you just tell yourself tomorrow's gonna be better and that one incident isn't gonna derail your whole journey right that's not how the body works 
um, you might feel like crap and that you got to listen like, hey, like your body's telling you that doesn't work for me. And I always say it's like, how long do you want your journey to be? Because this is a mental game now, right? You have the physical knowledge of what you need to do. Now we flip it into a mental game of how long do you want your journey to be? Not how bad you want it, right? Mm -hmm. We all want it bad. Like we're all willing, like we're already the mama bears, right? Mm -hmm. We're already fighting hard. Um, But it's that like, how long do you want it to be? Because people are like, oh, should I do this testing? Should I do that? Should I do that? And I was like, the sooner you get your answers, the sooner your healing process begins, the more consistent you are through your healing process, the the bigger the results you'll see, right? And so it's really hard because unless we're focusing on all our little niggly health issues, we don't feel like it's working because we're not pregnant, mm-hmm. right? But if you start noticing your gut health, your moods, your skin, you know, all those things improving, you can be like, hey, this is working. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is going to be fixed before your fertility, mm-hmm. Because uh, there's many reasons, but the main reason is it takes eight, three months minimum for an egg to mature. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with high inflammation everywhere, it's really until you lower that inflammation. So let's take say it takes you two months to lower that inflammation. Then your body's like, oh, yes, I've got enough to start giving extra to your egg quality to your uterine lining to those things and so from that moment that's when your baby gets all the good stuff and the rest of your fertility is clicking into place so sometimes it does doesn't feel like it's working but when you shift and then the consistency think of it as like a scar on your arm right? That's going to heal no matter what you do. If you don't put ointment on it, you don't take your supplements, you know, your body's a healing machine. And if it wasn't, you'd be dead by now, (laughs) like full stop. Um, But say you keep picking at that scar, it's still healing, but it's going to take longer for it to heal. So that's how you have to think of your insights. Mm-hmm. right like sometimes you cannot help but pick that scab man like I don't know what it is it's got to be a monkey thing because you see the monkeys always picking on themselves so like maybe it's an ancestral <laughs> thing that we have not given up and that's okay but the more consistent you are the more targeted supplementation right it's like breaking a bone you mm-hmm. wouldn't be you wouldn't expect after you break a bone for it to be healed next month And that's how your fertility is. You got to look at it like, okay, unknowingly, I have not supported my body in the right way. I'm in this situation. And so I've got to give it the right support for a certain amount of time. And unfortunately, no one can tell you what that amount of time is because we're all genetically prone differently and um, we're on our different paths, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, that, that is my little rant about diet. <laughs> it's, it's so reassuring. Like sometimes you wish you like, you can't always, you might've heard that when you're younger, but it doesn't fully process or be appreciated until you're older. Yeah. Um, but no, you're spot on in regards to like, just trying to be patient and, you know, reassuring from regards to like, like oh like you know because you you could also get away when you're younger with 
cheating or not mm-hmm. sticking and being consistent. And as I've gotten older, I've realized like now it's even my body like lets me know right away like when something's not okay. Um, and I'm, you know, being encouraged in a very loving way to really stick to it. Um, yeah. So I can continue to feel good, well, and everything in between. Yeah. And the only reason your age matters in that factor is because you've had longer for the oxidative stress and mm-hmm. the inflammation to mess your system up. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not that you can recover easier because you're a child. It's because you just, ha- your children just haven't had those years of stress, of anxiety, of alcohol, of smoking, of like crappy diets, you know? And unfortunately we are seeing our children get sicker and sicker earlier and earlier because they have been exposed to these things a lot sooner in life especially in the womb, you know? So, um, so know that yes, your age matters to a certain extent. If a 55 year old came to me and says, I want to get pregnant naturally, but I have A, B, C, D, E, F issues. I would be like, okay, this is like, we got to get in and you're most likely going to want to use assistance to maximize your time but when we're talking about like mid 40s and younger you know we're not at that cliff stage where menopause is a real thing right no one's gonna escape that you know and early menopause for a lot of people is just because they're genetically prone to that and they've they've just not supported their systems to not express that until the appropriate you know time so your body's a healing machine. It absolutely can do what it what you want it to do. As long as you have all the working parts, it's just figuring out those steps uh, to get there. Um, did you have any other questions for me about your journey that you would like to discuss? I don't, I'm not really sure how to phrase the question, but I guess where I'm currently at and is like, um, you know, try to be patient in our journey. Um, but since it's been five years out that I'm trying to weigh between continuing to trust the process, um, versus giving into like IVF is my only option at this point, even though we've only done IUI once and it was successful you know, but like, all you get is like the statistics and everything against you in regards to, okay, well, it might decrease. Okay. You might as well just go ahead and do IVF. Like, so I guess I'm just trying to like weigh out, um, like which way to go as well as trusting and staying consistent with taking care of my health to support whatever decision I make. Yeah. Okay. I've got a few things for you. Yeah, please. Uh, one IVF is always going to be there. It's not racing time to go do medical treatment. The only thing IVF is going to do for you is get your egg, get your sperm, put it together and put it back inside of you. You can do that at 35, 45, 55. It's always going to be there. The thing that IVF and IUI is not going to do for you is get you to a certain health level to maintain that pregnancy. Your job is to increase your egg quality 
and get to a certain level that your body is like, yeah, I can do this. I can maintain this healthy pregnancy because I'm not in survival mode. I'm in thrive mode. Um, and that is what we tend to forget. Maybe because it's not tangible, maybe because it's not talked about enough, maybe because like the only goal is that pregnancy, right? Um, and to rush into medical treatment before your body's ready to receive that medical treatment is literally just wasting time, right? You get pushed back. Um, and obviously a lot of fucking money. <laughs> Let's just be real. Um, and then on top of that, maybe the worst thing is the emotional impact, the physical and emotional impact that that medical treatment has, because the medications are no joke. Um, and whether it it works and meaning you get pregnant, um, you know, if it doesn't work, either not getting pregnant whatsoever or having a miscarriage, like that's a recovery time. And I'm really proud of you for taking that time to recover after that, because a lot of women are just, the doctor's like, nope, you get your period back or we get you in alignment, we get your levels right, you can do it again next month. And it's just like, oh my gosh, that's heavy, heavy for that woman to go through. And it's just not talked about enough. And I, I think a lot of people, even including myself, like walk away from a fertility journey with like PTSD. Uh, like right? Just chills because it's so spot on and it's not even like you have like your medical team, support team that's like encouraging this. And then it's also conditioned by society mm -hmm. um, because they don't like, you're the only one that felt the pregnancy. There's no proof of it, except for a stick that you peed on and some blood results. Otherwise there's nothing there. And so oof, the chills yeah. that you gave me are just unreal. Cause it's so true that like, I'm, I'm too very grateful that I've like been like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else needs. I know in order for me to be the mom that I want to be, like, I need to take care of myself now. Yeah. I was like, and so I'm so glad that I received that message because it's true. Like you just, you're encouraged in the past five years, it's just been go, 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 go. Um, that this is the first time in, the, in a long time I've ever been so slow, so present. And thank you for mirroring the receiving um, because that's something that has been like a breakthrough just recently that I've acknowledged that I felt like I was const literally constricting throughout my medical treatments because I felt like I was being violated. I, it was an experiment and I didn't feel safe. And, you know, and that translated into my relationship um, as well that I wasn't able to receive love intimacy or not because again that same restricting of violation everything in between and just recently I realized I'm like I was like I can receive they're not taking anything from me and like that has helped shift my energy in a big way that I'm looking forward to what's next on this journey um so thank you for that yeah 
I mean, that's why just recently over the last few months, I've added um, more elements into the coaching and the program about receiving, about surrendering, about intuition. Like these are the actual things you need to learn to be able to do the physical things that you need to do, whether that be medical assistance, yeah. right? Like tapping into your intuition and asking your body, is this the right path? Sometimes it will say no. Sometimes it will say yes. Um, and not going into medical treatment or even trying naturally out of um, a place of lack and fear because of time. It's like an illusion, right? Your cellular health is way more important than your age. I started trying to conceive at 27. I could not get pregnant even with the assistance of IVF um, and then to get pregnant naturally at 36, mm. like how, and like, I love when people go, well, IVF taught your body what to do. I'm like, that's a new one. Like, <laughs> let's see the research on that, please. Um, or like, you're just lucky. It just mm. it, like, it was divine timing. I'm like, look, I believe in divine timing and all that stuff, but no, no, I put in the hard work to physically change myself mentally, emotionally, and especially my gut. So um, I definitely think you're on the right track for sure with all of that. And so what I would say is once again, tap into your intuition. That medical treatment is going to be there for you in three months, six months, a year's time. You are not, your fertility isn't dramatically going to change no matter what they say between the ages of 35 and 40. It just doesn't. It's your cellular health that matters more. So maybe between the ages of like 50, like when we're getting up, okay, different story, but not the way they do it. And I almost kind of feel like it's, um, is it like malpractice? Like it's really fucking people up. They're doing more harm than good for us in the fertility world with this yeah. stuff. And I don't think it comes from a bad place. I do think that they genuinely think that and they are, you know, they believe what they've learned. Um, and I think, I think it's going to radically change in 10, 20 years. I think a lot of people will be like, we were very wrong on that. And um, I think everyone listening and yourself, like you're an outlier. You know, like I did this like eight years ago, like people thought I was fucking nuts, <laughs> right? Like my eldest IVF baby is going to be seven this year and I was doing crazy, crazy things. And, you know, even with the results and like the medical studies behind me, people still don't believe it. And so if you're here receiving these messages, if you're resonating with anything, you are a true outlier of like the norm because it's hard to change. It's hard to be different. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. Okay. Um, so I mm -hmm. think that answers your question. If was there another thing I was going to say? No, I think it was just like, follow your intuition, you know, just stay grounded in your truth and, um, like I said, the medical treatment will be there for you. Trust me, they'll take your money. <laughs> oh, will they? Yes. No. They will take your money. Oh. But um, yeah. 
So was there anything else that I can support you with before we go? No, I think even just um, you saying, reiterating the cellular health matters most, um, like is just a gift in itself that I'm going to be like holding on to. I want to put it on a (laughs) t-shirt, like, you know, because you do, you get like, as soon as like you're 35, they tell you you're um, as a geriatric pregnancy, pregnancy yep. or at risk, like they use all these terminologies that I'm like, just stop. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's um. So I think you continuing to spread those messages and sharing stories like mine, I hope empower others to choose their own path in this journey and trust that path because it is fucking hard and it tries you. And I've always said that this journey or this fertility journey would break me mentally before it would physically. And you, you mentioned that, that it's like, you need to mentally be strong. And I have learned that time and time again. So, so just thank you so much. Like uh, the nuggets you shared with me, I've like, I'm going to cherish them, you know, and just having your time and getting to hear my story. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and that's what like the mind share is all about. That's like that's where the energy exchange is when you hire a coach, whether in a group coaching program and always make sure to get someone who's alive in it. It's not just like a dead course where you're going through it by yourself. Like, and that's why it's very important in my community. You have a, a sounding board, mm-hmm. right? And that's where the magic lies. And after every podcast discovery call, whether it's paid or or on the podcast, like the light bulb goes off of like, yeah, I need to voice these things to someone who gets it. And so they could be my mirror because sometimes you just need validation. You just need someone to go, no, you are on the right track. Because if you don't have that, like in my journey, I didn't listen several times to myself because no one around me, I had no one around me to go, no, yes. Mm -hmm. Like listen to that, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's just where the magic lies. Like all the information um, that I have, I am so grateful other coaches are saying this thing too. So we're validating each other. The clients are seeing the results um, and it's all accessible on the internet. But a lot of the time when you're doing it by yourself, it doesn't sink in the same way as like, I call myself like your honest BFF because mm-hmm. <laughs> I would just call you out on the bullshit or I will pinpoint like, Hey, what you just said about what happened with your mom, your dad, that incident with your friends, that's a limiting belief. And it's in your subconscious mind and it's creating your physical reality through your actions. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that and I've, done it and it's very like once you 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 see that your life dramatically changes and you know this game isn't about getting and staying pregnant anymore it's about being a conscious mother and when you have a daughter if you have a daughter maybe you might be a boy mom like me you don't want your daughter to go through these things you don't want when your daughter gets her period and the doctor says oh it's fine to be a regular you'll be like no it's not we're gonna fix it right? Mm -hmm. We're going to do the things you need to do. So you're a healthy woman, right? So it's really important. 
I was like, just chills. <laughs> <laughs> and just like tears of joy. So, so much validation. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. so happy for you. And like I said, every uh, discovery call comes with some um, show notes after and like a little mini action plan of where you can go and what you can do. And obviously ways that you can work with me. Um, but you're on the right track. You're, you're totally on the right track. So just keep going, keep following that intuition and amazing things will happen in areas of your life that you didn't even know was possible or needed, <laughs> right? Oh, yes, yes. If the gift of motherhood yeah. shows up in other ways than, than what we traditionally expect it and want it to be in, especially when we're willing to open that up, and that's been just a beautiful journey to fully appreciate and yeah. get to see. So. For sure. Okay, my friend. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. And I know this conversation is going to help a lot of people. So I'm so grateful for that. And um, yeah, make sure, look out for the email and make sure you keep in touch with your journey and let me know how you get on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Time, Bye. Take care. Bye. If you feel called to discover what you personally need to do and are ready to have an intimate conversation, please go down to the show notes. There's a link there that you can book your own personal discovery call. Also, for your chance to book your own podcast discovery call, I do send out a email to my email subscribers every two months looking for new guests. So if you're not already on the email list, I highly suggest you sign up today. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.